You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? If you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Bet responsibly. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So I don't know if you heard, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. I was reading a press release about how he started taking a pH balancing alkaline supplement called Balance 7, and that's what has helped him bounce back from his hospitalization in 2015. He even said, I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's important when working out, I always need energy to level up. Couldn't agree more with Lamar. After watching him fight Aaron Carter in July's celebrity boxing match, I think it's safe to say that Balance 7 is working for him. Cool thing is, we've got a promotion running with Balance 7 right now, where if you go to their website, balance7.com, and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout, you'll receive a free 4-ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. That product retails at $13.99, so I'd say it's worth it. Again, head to balance7.com and use the code B-L-E-A-V at checkout to get in on the promotion. I know I will. If it worked for him, it can work for you too. Thank you for tapping into some untapped keg. I am one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, here with my good friend, the uh, the glue. Some would say Monte Ball. Glue. I don't know what else to call you. I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> just that's kind that's of around and holding stuff together. The glue. That's that's a, that's way more of uh, more. I don't know. I just didn't didn't anticipate that. Nothing wrong. It, it's actually in the opposite end where it's, you know, you're rolling out the red carpet for me, and I do not need that. Um, all is well, man. All is well. Just talking pre-show earlier. Allergies are destroying me, getting me really, really good. I got to get back on my Zyrtec, but all is well on my end. Uh, sounds like sounds like the kids are the kids are here. But how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, yeah, people are gonna hear my children. Uh, in the background, because we are all in the basement today. Uh, Uh-oh. It is, uh, you know, my partner went on a getaway relaxation weekend, and I told her, don't worry about coming back Sunday. Get yeah. back when you come back. Like, it is what it is. So we're going to try this and see how well it works. I got Spider-Man going on one TV. I got bubble numbs on, an lap, on a tablet. 
I got. What is that? What are these Bumble, new shows that come? Bumble you know, Lippy was something new that's been around for. What else is new? Uh, that just hits everything by wave. Just just hits. I'd just the little right kids now. entertainment. Yeah, Octonauts. Paw Patrol still up there. Paw Patrol, Blippy, um, uh, Bluey. Bubble Guppies. Oh, Bluey? Don't knock Bluey. Like, that's a good adult show, too. <laughs> Bluey oh, is real? fantastic. Bluey, <laughs> I've heard people say, people who are in Hollywood say it's the best show on television. And I'm not going to it. lie, it's not. But it is, like, it's a super good show. Mm. It's like up to uh, Ted Lasso for shows. Right I started. Now. I, I started. Joking. I started Ted Lasso last night. I'm on. Th- I'm on the third episode. And you're all um, in, aren't you? Just not like, yet. Just not like, yet. I'm giving it time. It's it's a little slow, but that that's understandable though. That's understandable. I'm hearing bad things immediately. What are you talking about? I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to finish it. It's not terrible, but it's not. I was. Hoping for a little more in more, just more on the field play. You're gonna be disappointed, but, but I get it, right? But I'm gonna keep watching it though. I mean, it's, it's no, got us get the Apple TV subscription. If you want on field play, you're not gonna get it because that's not it's not the really this show. <clears throat> okay, not really, there's few moments here and there, but. You can when they show it, you can tell they hired comedian actors and not athletic okay. actors, so they don't really want to show too much there. Okay, okay. See, because I'm thinking coming into the show, I was thinking like not at the caliber of Remember the Titans, but that sure. kind of you know showing the gameplay. Yeah. Um. No. Okay. I mean. I'm still gonna watch it because I, I I like him. He's 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 a really really good actor, Just and I wait, like the cast. I love everybody because it they they did like. There's, <laughs> there's, I bet you you're not a big fan of Jamie or Roy right now. You don't really like either of them that much. I can't even really. So I gotta go back. Even, you will. So I'll young, go back and young, watch the, the last episode. Hot stuff. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. But you yeah. will like. There's a moment in this show where you are like, okay, I don't, I don't hate that person anymore, and then right. Roy is kind of, a, you know, he's the old guy with the anger, the temper. Okay. Yep. Yeah. 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 With the, the super hairy chest. The show, yeah. There's a point in the show where you're like, <laughs> he's my favorite character. Period. <laughs> and you, you'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah. It was funny. I mean, it's it's it was funny. One of the, what what I forgot what her name was. What she said to him. Um, the dialogue is really good. I'll yeah. say that. I'm, I'm enjoying the dialogue. I was hoping for more soccer, mm-hmm. but but I understand that that does make sense. Obviously, yeah, you don't want comedians, you know, getting a significant amount of time on right. TV of them p- trying to play soccer. I get it, but no, I'm enjoying it thus far. But uh, I, I am I'm watching it. I'm in the second season, and I still get that feeling every once in a while that, oh, I wish we could see them play and stuff like that. But then you right. watch it, and you're like, oh, no, I don't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can. I like the, the practice thing. parts. That's it. <laughs> True. Because when I did see the play, the the end game, I was like, okay, this kind of resembles a tween type. Is that what they call yeah. them nowadays? Type of like like football movie or football TV show. Um, 
But no, but it's good. I I think obviously Jamie, I can see the change that's going to happen in him. Obviously, for they're foreshadowing a lot. He's going to change his character, become more of a we as opposed to a me guy. We'll see. We'll Maybe. see. But that's 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 what's that's what's on my my weekend agenda. That was my weekend agenda. I watched a lot of shows. Watched a lot of shows this weekend. Um, really just kick back and relax because I'm going to really start gearing up here. Busy fall. How was your yeah, weekend? Uh, you know, it's really good. Uh, but this is kind of, I'll be right back. This is, no, no, no problem. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the, sir. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Got the boys. But yeah, so for those who are just not tuning in or, uh, have been listening, yeah. So today, again, so we're still working out our schedule to get our guests on. But, um, it's going to be, first off, we really, really appreciate everybody's, uh, patience, you know, with us, with, untapped keg and everything but uh we're gonna have a very very busy fall you guys um a very busy fall again that being with uh some athletes on former athletes current athletes um we're, we're gonna have a very busy 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 season coming up um so we're getting as much as we can out right now about us about how our summer was about what we're up to how we're feeling because once we get into that fall it's going to be just heavy football content. Um, it's pretty, pretty, pretty dense content we're going to bring at you. Um, so for me, since the Darren Waller, by the way, four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to hit that retweet on him. That's really good for him. That's really, really good for him. But yeah, so my free time um, this past weekend, I have a really slow one. It's catching up on shows, man. I'm and and really taking the time to. You know what you get you get in that moment. You 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 get in them too as well, RJ, those moves I want to say where you really want to invest your time into a story in a game or maybe a book or a dense TV show. Yeah. Um it's kind of it's kind of what I'm in right now. I get it. Trying to really invest a piece of my soul into something. Like like the Last of Us, like <laughs> if, yeah. if that's what you're feeling like, I suggest now is the time for God of War. Then for real, for real. I have I just downloaded it last night, and just don't be afraid it. to start it over if you need to, because it might hit a little. I think I'm going to. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So my, yeah, my weekend. You were asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of getting packed up, ready for the move. Kind of got ready, so that a lot of the big stuff I just got to figure out where I'm taking it, if I'm taking it to a dump, am I taking it to uh, a rehome store, am I taking it to friends that need something, right? Maybe family. Um, right, right. But also just spent the entire weekend with my kids. So it was just yeah. me and the kid weekend. It's a lot of fun, a lot of park visits, a lot of, a lot of food eating. Not always the best food because it's daddy weekend, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. You, you got to get that stuff yeah. in. Come on, and they man, like kids. Too many snacks, but like, I don't want to say the word, but C-A-N-D-Y. Because mm-hmm. the oldest are going to know. We didn't have too we much could, of that. but I could see your oldest in the reflection. Was he wearing his helmet? Yeah, he's got his helmet on. His, his, his hel- rollerblading helmet? Yep. He just walks <laughs> around with. But no, that's. I think it's important. I think that's... As we talk about, again, we're gearing up for a very, very busy season. So trying to give you guys as much as we can about, you know, what do we do on our free time? How do we 
how do we exist outside of these these four corners here on my on my screen um you know what do we do how do we keep ourselves sane how do we keep ourselves sober how do we keep ourselves moving forward not dwelling on the past and it's i think it's really again understanding you know understanding yourself for me again once i start hitting the fall and the winter i really want to invest once it starts getting really cold outside really want to invest into a story um you know, I watched Beowulf again a couple days ago. Really big fan of Beowulf. I love that story. Hmm. Really love that story. I loved it in British literature course that I took in high school. But again, I'm I'm all over the place right now. But I'm just That's just okay. throwing some stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, it's important. You know, we've talked about hobbies. We've talked about all of that. I mean, right now I'm kind of like in 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 between stages because you know, as I've shared, making a huge move, uh, huge. A huge change in uh, my life, right? And I, that's yeah. one of those things where a huge change brings stress. Um, right. Not right. always bad stress. And it's not always good stress. It's just stress. And there right. is a difference between good stress and bad stress. Um, you know, I'd say this podcast kind of brings a little bit of both, right? But right. It, it's also a great outlet for us. Um, I... You know, I'm glad that we talked about my weekend with the kids because one thing I want to get into is family and how family, Yeah. you know, a lot of sobriety revolves around family, revolves around your past, present, and future with family. Um, so it going along that stress, what stresses you out more than family? I mean, there, there's not a lot out there that stresses you out more. Good stress and bad stress. Uh, we just not a lot that, that week-long vacation out of the country. You know, we got COVID coming back with a vengeance. We got get vaccinated, please. Like It's right. free. They come to you now in some places. Please get vaccinated for my children because they cannot be vaccinated. And I do not want them to have to go to the hospital right now speaking of that did you see that uw madison uw health got the nudge um from capitol hill to be the first to try it out trials for the youth youth yeah to get the vaccination yeah uw health we will be as soon as it's uh certified safe we'll we'll be right in line we'll be their names will be on so right no, I just want to throw that I knew in there. It was because, only yeah, a matter of time before they started it, so we've just been waiting. But you know that there, there's that stress. There's that, I mean, I've you're you know for for me, a lot of my friends have been my family growing up, and the past couple years, um, I've been in a place where I have. And it was pre-COVID I started doing this, but COVID, I think, exacerbated it. But I kind of, like, drew inward. Um, I became more stay-at-home. Um, yeah. You know, I think a lot of my stress was was work and family. And it was kind of everywhere, honestly. Um, it, in order to maintain myself, I think that there were definitely a few times where I could have, if I had been in a situation to drink, I would have, 
with the place that I was. Um, it would have been easy for me to fall into that, um, that trap. Right. And I, I guess I'll just talk about it. Right. Like, um, you know, with COVID, it just made things worse between me and my family. I've always been pretty independent. Um, I was raised to be independent. Um, and now like I'm grabbing that and I'm just, it is what it is. And COVID has kind of created this gap because we're on two different sides where mm-hmm. taking yeah. all the precautions and very few and um, not respecting a lot of uh, choices I'm making to try to keep my kids healthy. I mean, yes, they do go to daycare. And yes, that is where they have the most exposure. Yeah. And that is part of it, but also there's just other parts that could be helped that there's just been a lot of, uh, a lot of given or not a lot of given a lot of take over the years. And that has created an environment that's created changed. an environment that is, uh, yeah, it's just, it's not, it's not a good one. It's not a good one for me to be in. Yeah, it changed. Um, it, it's it's, uh, and again, this this. I mean, this. I think this is a very important topic now, especially with the variant. Um, you know, those waves coming about. You're talking about how the pandemic. You know, we're now what a year and a half, more than a half. Well, we're almost um, way in on this pandemic, and I think it's important now to do kind of a reflection because we obviously last year when we started the podcast, we started talking about. We obviously had to mention the pandemic because we started the podcast talking about, you know, how are folks doing who just started their recovery journey? How are folks doing who been in their recovery journey for X amount of years, what have you, but are now forced to isolate because of the pandemic? How are they handling it? How is it happening? How are they doing it? Now, fast forward to where we are today. How has it been for people's right people and your families? Yeah, because I think your situation RJ, again, my my situation. I'm fortunate enough to, you know, for for this pandemic, I'm on the same page with my family. Um, but I do understand. Um, I, re- I I understand the situation, um, and and everyone has the right to make their own decisions. I get that. But again, let me get back on track here. How has the pandemic impacted? your family dynamics? That's a really good question from Untapped Cake to our listeners. We'd love to hear you guys' feedback on that. But RJ, yeah, I wonder, man, looking back on everything now, I mean, obviously we're still living in it, but 10, 15 years ago, you would think CDC doctors, doctors all across the country speaking about the pandemic, speaking about the precautions we should be taking, talking about the virus covid you would think that that would not be a monkey wrench to be thrown into your family right i mean to mess up the dynamics you would you know, think that, you know that what happened. agreeing on a pandemic wouldn't be the one to cause a divide in a sense um i want to hear people's feedback on that. their questions yeah how That's has it since the beginning of the pandemic to now 
have you lost a connection with somebody because they're on the other side of the fence? That's, I would guess yes. I would guess there are people that have. Um, right. You know, I've been very surprised by people's, um, people I wouldn't think that are anti-science that are anti-science, right? Um, it's just, it's kind of, for for me, um, and my relationship yeah. with my family, it just kind of, drove that wedge in there further. Uh, there's been a wedge for a little while. Um, and, you know, it's just, it is what it is. It, I don't know when it started, what created, um, you know, if it was years ago, this kind of just made clear now, or if it's an inability of uh, others to adjust to a changing personality, right. right? Like, you know, if you expect me to be the same person I was when I was 16, 15, mm-hmm. right. Right. 18, 22. Like if you, if you're I'm not, not the same person I was learning, five years ago, if you're not learning, <laughs> you're not growing, you know, what are you doing? Uh, what, yeah. what, what is, what is life if you're not learning and growing? And sometimes growing means growing apart. So with, I feel I've been feeling lately like I've left some friends behind that I feel bad about. I feel really bad. I, I'm starting to miss them because they were like my cousins, right? They were my, yeah. uh, they were just as, as important to me as my siblings. Um, and that is, that's something that I feel a little bit of sadness about, especially with this change coming up. Like I, there's, I only told one of my, one of my friends about it. Like that was it. And if you had told me three years ago that I wouldn't have told at right. least three more of my friends that I've been friends with since, you know, kindergarten or, uh, friends with since, you know, uh, freshman year of high school, like I'd call you crazy. Like there's no way I'm not going to tell them, but yeah, everybody's life gets into a different pattern you know you're not the same place you were a month ago ever oh i i appreciate you sharing that man i know that's not obviously um you being a part of our family um yeah i just know that that's tough to to really get on camera obviously to share that with strangers is is tough but a big step in the right direction i think it's it's been it's been sad to see. I'll, I'll say that it really has been. It's been a, it's been disappointing. It really has been. I, uh, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to do it so that I'm not like throwing anybody under the bus. Of course, and I don't. And I don't think you did. I have. I don't think you did. I also have perpetuated it as well, right? Like, but I would say the past few months, I've just decided to take matters into my own hands and. Yeah. Uh, that's when, you know, I create, created some boundaries. I haven't spoken about them with people, but they're there. It's helped put me in a better headspace. doesn't yeah. mean I still don't get upset, but I don't get upset and dwell on it as long as I used to. Um, nice. So 
you know, uh, talking to people at work and hearing about their relationships and with their families and stuff, it's not a heck of a lot of difference. There's not much of a difference. Uh, it's kind of crazy that, you know, this, uh, this dream that we tell ourselves our family is always going to be there and stuff. It, it's, that's rare. It's not often that that's the case that your relationship is always good. Honestly, mm. with anybody, if your relationship is never Rocky, are you really True. like <sighs> challenging the other person to be better? Right. But also at the same time, there's really people who are amazing at communication that like, I'm just not, I'm not right. good at communicating my feelings. I'm not good at communicating my emotions. Same. And that creates some rockiness with another person. Um, I mean, I mean, it's, but you can't always roll over either. <laughs> that's true. The that's, a, that's, that's something that we don't I, talk about a lot. No, I think I think it's again, it's we never really touched on this topic when we talk about the pandemic and how it's we always obviously talk about how it's impacted um the country as a whole, the world as a whole. But getting down to you know, a microcosm of the entire structure, that being, you know, how it, how how is it impacting your actual family, just you and your family. Um yeah, this whole thing from from the start of the pandemic, actually before even the start of the pandemic, we can even go political. I mean, I lost friends because of everything that's been going on in the last two years. Um, Four, that just five. being this so true. <laughs> that's just been because of the this this the wedge this political divide and in the sense it's not even political it's if we really if we, if we really want to get into it when we talk about you know the police brutality x y and z unfortunately i lost a couple of friends because they steered it towards a political debate when it's not a political debate um and that is the reason why i had to kind of step away from these friends um so yeah i mean i, I this and is awesome hard. this is right i mean i've been sobriety I've been friends with these these folks since age of nine. Yeah, a lot of them. Um, and so, yeah, that's just that's a really good question. I really want folks to kind of take some time to think about that. If if you do catch this, you listen. Other than obviously work, um, finances, etc., what is something like within your family or with a family member, friend? What have you, you know, have you lost a connection with somebody because of the pandemic, because of how they view the pandemic? And I want to know that. I want to know that. You know, that's that's a really good point, too. Like I'm talking about how my friends are my family. And uh, but when you go sober, you lose friends. Um, oh, yeah. That's something that we were just talking with a, a friend. on. I was talking to a friend on Twitter about where he's been sober a few months and all of a sudden he's starting to realize that a lot of his friends he used to hang out with aren't reaching out. And it's like, <laughs> it's unfortunate, but it's, you're, you're not it's laughing us. because it's, uh, no, no, I'm laughing. The, you know, but like, that's that so is common. what happens. Like I would say that's almost universal across yeah. people who have started their, their journey. You right. do, you lose 
connection with a lot of people. Uh, you know, there was a friend when I stopped drinking that I've been friends with since my freshman year of high school. We we used to talk all the time, and I would be surprised if I counted it up and it was five times. Oh, jeez. And that's it's not their fault. It's not my fault, but it, it's just something that happens. It's it, We move on from life, and we go two different directions. And then how often do those do we meet up in the same right. place? I mean, I'm moving this, even further away now. So who then I'm going to lose some friends. Who am I going to lose? Who am I going to stay in contact with? I don't know. I it, It's something that I didn't start thinking about until I had my last softball game on Thursday night. And I almost started crying because I've been playing with the same guys for almost 10 years. And it's like. Right. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be really hard. It's gonna be really yeah. hard being um You're giving away an um a hobby. You you love the game of baseball. And it, th- those friends that I you know grew with, they saw me before I met them. I do, I don't I th- I'm pretty sure that I was not sober when I met them. Or if I was, right. I was a month or two into it. So they've kind of seen this and then they it was before I started at my current job. Yeah. So they saw me go through the apprenticeship and evolve and well, you everything. know, I I want I want to take a step back here real quick uh because it, I think what you said is 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 really important that being on the topic of friends um when you hop on your recovery journey, you 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 will lose friends. It it happens. It's unfortunate, but it is part of the process. Um I want to really touch back on that um because then the question comes in, why is it so common? Why? Why? Why is that such a thing? And um, I think, you know, obviously, Archer, you sharing your story, you sharing that uh, person's story who you just mentioned right there, losing friends. Obviously, you know, I've lost friends um, once I hopped on a recovery journey. So I think it's, do you think it's possible? Oh, hold on. Before I get to the question, let me mention this part. Isn't it almost like they think you're broken or something or you're 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 yeah you're frail or you're you're uh, every every single time I come back into the same vicinity, meet up, talk to said person, persons who I haven't talked to in a very long time because you know I've been on my recovery journey, they they almost talk to me as if I'm like they almost feel bad for me. like, are you okay? I'm like yeah, I'm fine. Like I'm, I'm good. Just like what RJ stated, if you're not overcoming any sort of rockiness in your life, then are you really growing as a human being? Are you really learning? Are you really learning? So I've learned, but I guess my my again those are my question. And then my question is like, why is it? <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> every time, every time we're in a serious topic, it comes up. I know. Like, I was trying curious. to. I was trying to keep my uh, thoughts intact right there, but I kept weird. Oh, go! All right, what are you doing? Uh, uh, are you? Can you see me? Yeah. What am I doing? Uh, I don't know. What am I doing? I don't know. You can't see. Can you see my face? Yeah. Then what am I? Face. What am I doing right now? Flying? Is my tongue? Am I sticking my tongue out? 
<laughs> All right, get out of here. <laughs> I want to say like you. Dad likes saying like you. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I can see. I can see your eyes now. But uh, so then again, I, I just mentioned briefly real quick. It's just is is it, you know, they 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 talk to you. Not, not they. I'm not generalizing every single person, of course, but you come into some folks who talk to you in a, as a way as if you're you're broken. It's as for if sure. you're for sure. <laughs> it's like it's like, dude, I just don't drink alcohol anymore. It's, There's literally nothing else different about me except, I mean, obviously the you know going through therapy, understanding my emotional intelligence, where I where I fall on my the emotional intelligence spectrum, understanding all of that is important, of course. But really, get down to the the meat and bones of it. I just don't drink alcohol anymore. Like we could still hang out. <laughs> it's it's like, almost like you have a contagious <laughs> disease, right? <laughs> That's yeah. how you like. And in part, it's what it is is a reflection of them. They look at you and they see the worst of themselves, and that's not necessarily the case. Like one of my friends has always been really good about regulating his alcohol consumption, especially yeah. compared to me. So, but right. when we were together, if I wasn't drinking, he wasn't drink. He wasn't going to drink because he didn't feel comfortable. He, I think, he would look at me and see, oh, have I had too many? What is it? So. Not only is it that you have to get over it for yourself that these things are changing, but like your friends seeing you, how are they seeing you as like the worst of themselves or are they seeing you as the person you are? And then exactly, how often did you hang out with these people not drunk? Outside so of You're the, a completely different person yep. sober than you are drunk generally. And right. Maybe they just don't like the sober person. <laughs> There's that possibility. It is that a possibility. It is a possibility. You cannot say you're 99. You can't say you're 100% sure that that's not a possibility. Because yeah, it, it it is a possibility. That is a possibility. Um, hopefully that's not the case for the gentleman you were just mentioning. But that is a possibility. So. I've, I've hung out with them plenty of times sober. but So here's my question. The main dollar question after 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 stating all that. Now my question is this, RJ. It's to you as well. So when we talk about that, when we talk about how awkward it gets after you hop on your recovery journey, you lose friends, you lose family members, you lose whatever, because they just don't understand. Do you think RJ it's a lack of substance abuse education? Yeah, that's that has a lot to do with it, for sure. I think so too. When you think about what we learned in school in health classes, uh, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, which is where you should be learning, in my opinion, seventh and eighth grade about drugs, the impact of drugs, the impact of opioids, the impact of painkillers, all of the above, uh, especially the impact of painkillers because that's what you can get prescribed from your trusted doctor, somebody you trust, right, for breaking your ankle. They could prescribe you Vicodin um, rather than just giving you Tylenol. But do you think it's a lack of substance abuse addiction or addiction <laughs> education? I think so. I think that has a lot to do with it. I mean, I can only and I can only speak from Wisconsin where, like I said, it's a it's a proud tradition. Right. Right. Um, right. 
we never talked about it from the lens of too much alcohol consumption. Um, we only talk about it from the lens of marijuana, heroin, meth, right, right, crack, right. that kind of a thing. But they always forget that alcohol is the most consumed drug on the planet. Eh, well, if it we want to get is. technical, we get technical. You could say caffeine, but caffeine technically a drug, is it? Is it not? Uh, I don't know. But when we say drugs, we obviously know what we're talking about. Alcohol being number one, but it's not. If we gave the same a- amount of attention that we're giving opioids to alcohol, I feel like we'll be making some way. We'll be making some traction. Absolutely, absolutely. But even Nothing. then, is opioids really talked about enough because of exactly. where we are? It's, it's not. No, it's not. So the fact it's not. that also exists right. is a problem. I mean, you know, you talk about Narcan and people instantly yeah. think that it's only for these <laughs> yeah. drugged out like people. It's but like you could be ODing on something... You be, you may not be thinking you're taking an opioid, and you are. Exactly. Because you don't, we don't talk about it like we should. You can take, like I said, your prescription drills, your Percocets, your Vicodin, and whatever it is you're getting prescribed from your doctor. If you pop an extra pill on accident, or if you take it too soon, rather than waiting your six hours or four hours or whatever it is, who knows how your body's going to react to it? Yep. Narcan is very, very helpful. And it's... I don't want to say that. I was gonna. No, I don't want to say that because I am not a doctor. Um, well, but it's safe. But it's safe. I was gonna it's say <laughs> there's a lot of people that talk about taking Narcan, and they think that anybody who needs a Narcan doesn't deserve a second chance. That's ridiculous. That is a ridiculous I, that's statement. A, that's a statement that I've heard quite a bit from people. That is a ridiculous statement. And for for for, for wow, see, I'm stuttering because I'm just very upset. For one. Who is this almighty human right. being who thinks they're Jesus who can tell somebody that you don't have the second chance? First oh, yeah. off, oh. that's the first one. Who are you to say someone doesn't deserve a second chance? It's what are you talking about? the same person who told me that the Bucks will never <laughs> win a championship with Giannis because Giannis is too selfish. <laughs> okay, that's strike two on this person. Jeez, this person has the worst takes ever. <laughs> I was like, apparently you don't watch basketball very often. <laughs> Dude scored Ever. 50 points on 27 shots. Yes, he's too yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah. Even, yeah. I don't think it was 27 shots. I did have a wonderful playoff performance. Um, anyways, that is a that is a disgusting take, that being anybody that who needs no, Narcan. Doesn't doesn't second doesn't. chance, right? Like, who says that? Who are you? Well, that's a, that, but that's a Somebody's great point, though, about son, the... son, daughter, brother, sister doesn't deserve a second chance. Mom, dad. Right. That's the thing. That That's a great... That's a great point that you did that I'm, I'm glad you shared that because it's right under the topic that we're mentioning substance abuse the lack of education surrounding substance abuse and it, i mean it goes back to your family as well right like your family can help you out of that or can help push you further yeah i mean yeah 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 there's not much where it's just kind of stays neutral like unfortunately your family has so much effect on you fortunately or unfortunately they right. can either help you or they can send you down deeper down that well. And that's something 
that I think uh, I think I think about it a lot. Unfortunately, because I have to, but also you know, being a parent, if my kids more than like one of my two kids for sure has that in their personality that they that addictive personality that that part of their brain that likes to fixate on things and possibly drinking. So, what can I do to help them avoid that? What can I help them to do to learn from me? and not make the same mistakes that I made. How do I, what can I do for that? And that that's that's a fine line to walk. It's a fine line to think about. But it's something that I'm going to think about because I want the best for them. Period. No matter what I have to do, I want the best for them. Exactly. An important topic. An important discussion, it really, really is. When we talk about the substance abuse education, um, again, topic started out with how do your friends or family and fam- and or family treat you? How did they treat you or how are they treating you um, throughout your recovery journey? Has their demeanor changed around you? Are they a little bit more timid around you? Like sometimes I feel as if folks walk on eggshells around me. Um, do they give you the shame look? Like they look at you and you can see shame yeah. in their eyes? Like that was oh, a huge God. one for me. I get that a lot now. Um, and I'm just like, eh, whatever. Um, you know, it is what it is. It used to make me salty. Yeah. I used to be like, well, I'm going to show you. Like, yeah. Is that, is that, right? I still have that in me where like you tell me I can't do something and instantly I'm like, all right, I'll show you. All right. Well, but, yeah, that's, that's what it is. It's, it's that, um, Every time, and right now I'm thinking of two to th- um, possibly three. I can't remember the third conversation at the moment, but at least two folks who I always come around and they. It seems as if they always talk to me as if I'm broken, as if I'm just all as at loss. I'm like, it's. I just don't play football anymore, and, right? and I don't drink anymore. That's really. <laughs> that's really. It's, it's really it. It's so. <laughs> it it is. I know exactly. Well, not exactly, <laughs> but I know a little bit what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, you chime in with like a your experience kind of a thing, and they're like, "Well, you're an alcoholic, so I'm not really gonna take your point." So it's like, what? What does that have to do? With, like, what does that have to do with being a Packer fan? What does that have to do with being a Brewer fan? It actually has a lot to do with being fans of those teams. 90% of the fan base are alcoholics. I'm sorry, but that's the fact. But, you know, and it it could have to do with other parts of life, too. Like, what what does me not drinking alcohol have to do with line work? Nothing? Okay. Exactly. No, it's funny, because if we really go by the standard of what is an alcoholic based on the doctors, and you go to the doctor's office, many folks would be right there. In having to make the choice, be put in the position to have to make a choice to either stop or continue down the path, we obviously just made the decision to stop. So that's just what I want for people to understand is for those who are mentioning maybe it's lack of education surrounding substance abuse or maybe it's just you. Maybe you do feel bad. Maybe when you when you hear the word. You're the, you know, recovering alcoholic, you immediately think of negatives. 
as opposed to thinking of positives. Oh, we that's for sure. Like I still do. Uh-huh. So, and this is a, that's a really good point because it. I just didn't drink. That's what I. Right. That's what I used to tell people. It took me six and a half years to get to. I'm an alcoholic, and it was right. this podcast that pushed me there. Right. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah, yeah. I was not going to describe myself as that at all. And there's nothing wrong with describing yourself as an alcoholic. It's just the box that society then puts you in. It puts you in a box, doesn't it? It really, really does. They're like, oh, he's a recovering alcoholic. And it's like, you don't view it as, oh, he was. Touch you, you're going to get alcoholic. Yeah. He was an effed up person, this and that and that. And <laughs> so he, you know, good for him. You know what I mean? Like, change his life around yeah we appreciate that but also don't there's just a, a way about going about saying it view it as wow this young man men women she had the opportunity he had the opportunity to continue down the path that was destructive to their behavior their relationships whatever but they made the choice to go in the opposite direction stepping away from the bottle changing their reward system yeah. you know for the better so other folks around them can reap a sober healthier person uh, I've, I've, that's the way that I view it whenever I come across folks who say oh I'm X amount of years sober from from opioids or, or marijuana or alcohol or what have right. you it's or crack I don't immediately think of Oh man, I bet you have a bunch of crazy stories. Mm-mm. I merely the first thought that comes into my mind. Maybe that's the third or fourth. Again, once I get to know the person, then it's like, all right, let's, you know, how how you know how are you doing? But what the first thing I think about is, oh, wow, you have the guts, you have the strength to, for one, admit it that you are now on this other end. You suffered from a substance. And two, obviously, if you're true to yourself, true to your recovery, you know, more kudos to you. You made the choice, the difficult choice, the decision to end the opposite direction, which takes guts, which takes stamina, daily stamina. You're way more serious than I am because when I meet somebody, I'm like, me too. Yeah. All right. We did it. We did it. Right. No, there's nothing wrong with that either. (laughs) I think being cheerleaders is... It's it's a really good thing. Um, it's a really really good thing. But that I just want I just kind of wanted to get that off my chest so people can understand. For it's sure. like we're not broken, we're not damaged goods. That's what it's like when people they talk to me as if I'm like a damaged good, and I'm like, I mean, and that just I'm goes sorry. back to being an athlete, right? Like you exactly. look at as a good and not yep. as a person. <laughs> They're like, y'all, Yo, you could have been this, you could have been that, Nelly. I get it. I could have been, but there's so many other things I still can be. <laughs> I'm 30. But anyways, I, just, I I wanted to get that off my chest. <laughs> I'm for and 30. Think, He's 30. Come on. <laughs> it's like, dude, I can live for 60 more years. All right. We got, we got, it's going to be fun. But yeah, I want for folks to really think on that. So my, my two things. And then I'll, for 60 I'll, more years. And then I'll, <laughs> and then I'll <laughs> shut up. Number one. How has the pandemic impacted your family dynamics, your familial dynamics? That being friends, of course, too. We'll just throw friends in that mix of family. 
how has the pandemic impacted that? Has it gone really political between these people who you no longer talk to? Um, is or it just rarely conversate with or always fight with or right? Right. How has it been? And then two, is it is there a lack of substance abuse education in the country when it comes to because obviously the answer is yes. We know the answer is yes, but more specific. When we come when we talk about friends no longer being your friends whenever you hop on your recovery journey and it's not as if they come out and say hey we're not friends anymore but you get it they stop texting you as, as often you're not included in so many things so as often. Say, you are the one who always initiates it right yep. you're yeah. the one who always reaches out it's never the other way exactly Rarely it's the other way exactly so those are my two things that i want people to really think on um because it's unfortunate. It really, really is that you. If, if I'm friends with somebody, I expect for my friend to push me, challenge me, make me a better person inside and out. And I hope that they would want the same thing reciprocated. So if I had a friend who's over, which I do have friends who've overcome a substance, it's it's almost like I have more respect for them. Because again, you looked at yourself in the mirror and said, "I have to make a change," and you and and you're doing it. 90% of the population can't kudos, even do that. Right? That's mm-hmm. huge kudos. Yeah. Like, even taking that first step, going a week, going a month, like, you are you are Gross. recognizing that there, you have to change something, and you yeah. possibly could change it. Like, that's the thing is, we are not anti-alcohol, right. but, and if you can change your behaviors, your con- consumption behaviors... That's awesome. That is good on you. That's something that we couldn't do without going all the way, right? Exactly. Um, exactly. Like I have yeah. a lot of friends that were actually able to change their consumption behaviors. My brother was able to change his consumption behavior when he has two alcoholics like right next to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad and me. And he has been able to do that. And yeah. I am so immensely proud of him being able to do that. Um that's something that is huge, but also just like that's that's the growth we're talking about, promoting growth, like giving people room exactly. to make mistakes and come back, right? Like, my, you know, six, five, six years ago, my brother was down a really dark path and he, his life is completely different now. And give right. it, I had to allow him to make decisions on his own and struggle. And he struggled for a few years but had i been there and just like been his crutch i don't think he would be where he is right now exactly but i've always been there with kind words i've i would never let him get to a spot where he would be in really dire straits i tr- i would try to help him stay out of that yeah but when you have an adult who needs to make adult decisions it there's such a line there that it's it's very difficult to walk. It's very difficult to be supportive and be there, not be that crutch. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to be there and hold them up. It's all. I mean, that's part of parenthood too. Yeah. Watching your children, yeah, make mistakes. Like, how do you do that and you don't come off as judgmental or, um, every time you talk, it's a speech or, how do you prepare your children to make decisions? And good ones. 
decisions you can trust. It starts like now for me, right? Like three and a half and two. I got to start putting that work in now so that I can trust when they get older, they can make their decisions and I have to stick by it. I love it. I got to trust that. I instilled in them my morals, Mm -hmm. not just societies or, you know, whatever. Like that's, that's, I just have to trust them as people. And that's tough. That's not something that is easy to do. I could see it as a parent. I watched a children's movie uh, on Netflix with them the other night and I started crying because that's what I do now. I watch children's movies and I cry because I think about them in the future and um, nice. things mm. that could happen and stuff. And like, that's, that's something that is difficult to talk about, difficult to convey, but it's also a part of the joy of parenthood is watching, watching them grow, watching them go to the park and these toys being on the ground and watching my youngest pick it up and give it back and say, here you go. Yep. And yeah. instead of trying to take it and use it themselves, like they're better people than I am and I, I hope it stays that way and I'll try everything I can but I also have to give them the room to be able to do that I can't be on top of them I think uh, yeah I love that because again my in my opinion the greatest gift I think that a parent could give their child is the examples and showing them examples giving them the ability to overcome adversity one of the greatest gifts it really is because obviously again as i said earlier maybe in a show before or what have you life is going to kick the shit out of you that's just what it does 24 7. so i think the greatest gift a parent can give their child is the ability to overcome adversity the ability to sit in that moment of where you have to make the decision to overcome adversity is monumental absolutely monumental and so i think also then being honest like that's where that comes from too is being honest with them yeah. So then again, it's it's that which brings it back full circle when we talk about athletes and we talk about um, people overcoming their substance abuse, that adversity, people falling off the wagon but getting back on doesn't mean that your growing side has stopped. The greatest athletes of all time: Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, etc. We can go. Let's go. Uh, all other sports too. Wayne Gretzky. We could go. Michael Phelps, etc., Simone Biles, all these the greatest athletes ever, right? Are considered the greatest athletes ever because they have failed more times than they have succeeded. Again, they have failed more times than they have succeeded. That means after each failure, they didn't stop. After each failure, they didn't stop. Success comes when you just keep trying. Period. So overcome adversity is important. And if you dwell on the adversity, that's when we become jaded. Right. It's important to take a step back and be, and there's fun in a process, right? There's fun in practice. There's, you can have fun and lose in a sport. You can have fun in parenthood and not be the best parent. See, I was really, let's take, I was really quiet on that last one because I just, it's true though, like it is. I'm just way too competitive. I just no, like, I trust me. I get it. I do not like to lose, but I look back on it and I'm like, actually, I had some fun in that 
in True. that game that I lost. I still had some fun. I still would have liked to come out on top, right? But there were some fun moments. True. Um, you right. know, I can make a mistake in parenthood, admit that mistake, but still right. understand like where the fun is there, like the frustrations of potty training. Oh, like, dude, you got plenty more mistakes coming bro, for the next. I've never been more 18, frustrated in my life than potty training years. my oldest. And my youngest so is going to be more frustrating. I can feel it. He's going to be more frustrating. There's going to be poop all over all over the bathroom. I had not yeah, prepared for it. So many more mistakes coming until you're on the ground. But it's just. That's the thing. That's what you have to realize. We're all going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. Yeah. And that's just what I get very frustrated about with about folks is. Just this living in glass homes, throwing stones, that just really irks my soul. It really does. Um, but again, that's unfortunate. That's been going on since mankind has existed, um, which is why we wanted to start this podcast. But again, I think bringing everything full circle, we, we've touched on some very, very important things. And I think as a whole, the ability to overcome adversity is very, very important. Um, that being overcoming your substance abuse, overcoming familial stressors, societal stressors, work. Sitting in that moment of when you have to make that decision is is that is the most, in my opinion, most monumental moments of a life is if you can pinpoint moments where you were like, okay, I could have went this way. I decided to go that way because I went that way, which is the better route. But since I went that way, now I've gained this, that, and that, as opposed to, you know, what, what all you could have gained uh, that could have been negative, you know, from continuing down the dark path. So again, focus on that. You guys um, focus on that. Focus on that. So that's all that's all I got on that. And look <laughs> yeah. around you, right? Like that's a good point. That's a really good point. That's something that we don't always give ourselves. Giving yourself yeah. some grace. I've heard that a lot lately. You know, what is grace? Sure. Um But you know, we have, we have very exciting times coming up. There's a lot of, we lot do. of fun times to be had, a lot of fun things. For me, it's cleaning up after these kids. Nice. Know, all of that fun that comes with it. Um, it's going to be an exciting <laughs> fall, man. Packing, packing up a house and moving. Completely new experiences. Um, you know, it, it, I put my notice in at my current job, and that hit hard. And I was telling my coworkers it hit hard, and it's like that, that took more than a minute to uh, sit with. Yeah. Because and then, like the day that I put my notice in, a lot of things changed, and it's like, wow. And this is all. A lot of it is dominoes because of me moving. But we've been talking about doing this forever, so that's not right. gonna stop me. Um. Laughing about things that you can't control, right? Exactly. <laughs> that is, that's. Things will work out. You have to be adaptable. You have to be flexible. You have to be willing to see it, willing to see the multiple paths. But we have to find new outlets. 
being adaptable. Indeed. So indeed. When are you starting God of War? That was good. Uh so today I think I'm gonna get back to later today. I got I gotta I gotta take care of some things for the next three hours, but uh maybe some red dead. Sounds boring. I think I'm gonna restart God of War. Um I don't know. I think I'm gonna play bat- baseball after that. Um, I'll try to sneak in some God of War tonight. Restart not. I recommend setting aside, and this is gonna sound like a long time, but it's not gonna feel like it. Four hours and just playing four straight hours. Yeah, you'd be totally in. Like if if you start that game and you do like half hour chunks, it's not gonna feel as good. But if you get through like that first four hours, right? Then all of a sudden things start to compound, and you'll be like. Yeah. I can tell. I I can tell. I trust. As I stated many episodes, I believe you. Um, I hence I know. why I, I re-downloaded it. It's 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 on everybody's like top three greatest games um, sources that I respect. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna check that out. But this is a good show, man. Good episode. Gotta let you let you get to the boys. This is we covered a lot. Yeah, we did. And it's good to get into some of these topics. It's good to be serious and then come back and be silly and talk about things right. and have a little bit of levity. That's, that's to me, what is important is the levity. Anari, please stop yelling. Just like that, right? Um, <laughs> um, you know, one thing I've been thinking about that we should think about doing between us is we we should have like a what we uh, a a line that we use at the beginning of the show that describes what the show is because we're so far so many episodes in we're gonna have we're gonna have people that join that have never joined uh, before so then talk about yeah. what Untapped Keg is and um no yeah, I was thinking that, about later too so we just do a preview before every single show now just a minute preview of what the show's gonna encompass and then it goes into our intro now then it goes probably into uh an ad we'll talk we'll talk we'll 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 talk about this but talk about how we're part of the believe podcast network yep you know this is on 10k show about our sobriety and journey and everything that life encompasses boom just like that untapped k let's go Oh, I thought you meant like an intro to each show. No. Like, because I know some podcasts where they say this show is going to be about just obviously. If we had time to actually put into uh, right. being professional, maybe, <laughs> but we don't have that time right now. Maybe, so maybe in a month from now we will. But um, that's yeah, just like a, a, a line or two that describe what Indeed. this is. That people are listening but, uh, to. So, yep. catch Monts at. Yes, you guys can find me on Twitter at MonteBall28. Finally, thank you, Twitter. Giving me back my blue check mark. You freaking robbers. Snatched it from me when I changed my Twitter handle a while back, but gave it back. MonteBall28, Instagram at MonteBall, untapped K pages as well. You know the deal. Please send us topics, questions, what have you. Even some guests that you want to see, please let us know. We're swinging for the fences on all. RJ, where can they find you? Hit us up on Tap Keg on Twitter. I'm on there a lot. Um, send a message to our Gmail. 
look up our Facebook group on TapK. You find me on Twitter, ITZ uh, Trickster. The I is a one in Trickster. And, you know, let's have a good week, everybody. Give yourself some grace. Take some time. Take a step back and look at where you've been over the past year and how you've moved forward. Mm-hmm. If you feel like that you could move forward more, come up with a plan of how you could do that, right? But you right. have moved forward a little bit and give yourself some credit. So let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today because at least if we don't make it, we try. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.